Tonight on the show, Ron and I tackle slow-moving sharks, the Brody Boys, and wonder if there are some career opportunities in Venezuela with Jaws 3D. This is Manic Movie Monday. I mean, right. we've got we're now we're now recording on two different platforms, like very sci-fi. <laughs> it's very futuristic. It's very futuristic. <laughs> 15-year-old me would be very impressed. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I can't believe I have to say this. You took two and a half hours worth of notes on a 90-minute movie. Yeah, it took me about three and a half hours to watch it. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, no, no, never again. No, no. From now on, you watch it once and you will follow the the, the neat template that I came up with and we will never have to deal with this again. <laughs> It was like, this doesn't seem right. I'm like, it's this is the yeah. kind of notes you take when you're going to watch it in real time. Yeah, but like, somebody... I get what you did. No, yeah. I totally get what you did because a lot of podcasts do that. They do like a like a complete and total breakdown scene by scene. Yeah. And that is so not what I want to do with the podcast. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, no. I was like, this is, it's just cannot be. I mean, it was fine. I didn't mind. You know, it was fine because I enjoyed the note taking the notes and like um when i paused it well we'll get into it there's two things that i caught when i was pausing really okay yeah so maybe you have some insight into them oh i didn't didn't have time to research it so i was like oh there's something more to this for sure oh okay oh now i'm i'm super intrigued For the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Let our love be a flame, not an ember. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. Okay, so what's your background with this movie, first of all? Did you see it as a kid or is this Um, your first time? Yeah, I think I saw it as a kid. I would have been, let's see, I would have been about 11, I think. Uh, So I would have been living in Florida. (laughs) Um, And... I didn't, I don't have, or I didn't have like any linear memories of it. Like I didn't remember any drawn out scenes. Um, I remembered probably like a lot of people, the big glass wall, which was a lot smaller than I remembered. Um, I remembered Louis Gossett Jr. Yes. Um, And I remember also, I think maybe I remember this, that I thought this was going to be a good movie because I remember Louis Gossett Jr. was, I mean, I remember thinking this as a kid because everyone talked about an officer and a gentleman being like the gold standard. And I didn't know which came first. Oh, I'm guessing this came, did it really? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was thinking, okay, so yeah, like that's really high caliber because that movie was like, that's like made of gold. Right. And, and it's time. Um, right. I 
also there there's another movie that I loved with Louis Gossett Jr. Enemy Mine. <gasps> I love Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine is like a family film for our family. Like that's is it a really? very yeah. Uh, remind me, is Dennis Quaid the other actor in that movie? Yes, he is. Wow. Okay, awesome. Okay, um, I remembered the 3D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, that was a selling point for the movie. And I remembered that it was, I think, at an aquarium. Mm-hmm. Okay, those were that, that was, that was the extent of my memories. And they were like little flashpoints. I also yeah. remembered that Roy Scheider wasn't in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I also have no idea how the story progressed uh, from the Roy Scheider films because he was in Jaws 2, I remembered. Um, so I didn't know how we got from there to here until I rewatched it this time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the background, is, as far as like they wanted, well, they were thinking of asking Roy Scheider and Roy Scheider was like, yeah, you can get guys to just fuck right off. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's never going to happen. He's like, that's absolutely not going to happen. Um, in fact, he made sure that he was filming Blue Thunder at the time that they were shooting Jaws 3, nice. just so okay. he would have an excuse not to do it. Um, but it went through several, uh, script incarnations. It was, it started off as a comedy. It was originally supposed to be called Jaws three people zero. Um, seriously. Really? Yeah. It was originally supposed to be like a national lampoons, uh, comedy spoof of it. And then they hired, they just kept hiring more writers until it just, that was, it was like the comedy idea went out the window. Then it was supposed to be about a shark who, got lost and swam into a lake and got trapped there, uh, which is kind of something that happens in the movie, but not really. Um, And then there were a lot of other things, but like Richard Matheson, uh, yes, that Richard Matheson was going to be one of the writers. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm not doing it if you want me to do this whole Brody boys thing. Cause he didn't want, he didn't want to involve the Brody kids in any way, shape or form. So the Brody kids. Can't that, do it. Who's that? Who are <laughs> so the Brody that, kids? So the Brody kids would be, um, I guess, I, well, technically, in the technical sense, it would be Roy Scheider's children from one and two. So Sean, oh. Sean and Michael, Sean and Mike are both so, from one and two. So that's why it's only a vague. Not the same actors. <laughs> I, okay. Well, I, I, I just, I just assumed they had recast, but. I was wondering why they were sort of generalizing the background connection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, I know who you're talking about. Why are you being so vague? Yeah. Your brothers. It's (laughs) only mentioned very lightly when he is talking to Kay on the beach. When Mike's talking to Kay on the beach, he says, remember that thing that happened at Amity Island when I was a kid? And he's like, so that's why Sean goes to school in Colorado. Um, And then that's, yeah. So uh yeah my my background with this was um I think I was like five years old and I was watching Nickelodeon and my dad somehow managed to change the channel when I wasn't looking and all of a sudden it was the scene where Overman goes does his dive at sunset so he can go fix the um the gate that's broken yeah that's when I would go fix the gate yeah right fix the gate and i just remember i just remember being like what the fuck is this because it was like dark and there was water and then all of a sudden like there was a shark and then his arm got you know and i thought this is great whatever this is i love it you know and that was my introduction into any 
of the Jaws movies. I didn't see one or two till maybe like a couple of years later. So three was on. So that was your intro. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws was Jaws three was on all the time. It was, it's like just one of the guys. It was just on. Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, definitely. So, I um, think maybe twice I saw it before this. Okay. Before this. Yeah. 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 So um, even going into it, um, when we decided it was going to be Jaws three, I was thinking it was the one with um, the next one, I think, Jaws. Oh, Jaws Goes Jamaican? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That I, I mean, the thing is, and there's people who argue this too. There's people who argue that three is worse than four and then four is worse than three or whatever. And in my opinion, I like the characters in three more than I like the characters in four. Yes, agreed. In four, From I'm just like, just eat them. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas yes. in three, you're like, oh, don't don't kill Kay, you know, or don't don't kill. I didn't know anyone's name, and I didn't bother to learn anyone's name. For three, all of my notes are Louis Gossett Jr., <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Bess, whoever that is, and I knew right. who Leah Thompson was. You knew who Leah Thompson was, yeah, absolutely, because. Well, most with Caroline in the City, I loved that show when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was a huge Leah Thompson fan. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. She, I knew her from I, I, I knew her from some kind of Wonderful, and I knew her from Back to the Future, and uh, and then she showed up and yeah, Caroline in the City and lots yeah. of other things. So yeah, she's she's cool. She's a cool chick. Um, okay, what did you like about the movie? <laughs> um, so I have. I, I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, I think my favorite thing about the movie was that there was an opportunity to uh, just go full cliche on the characters. Mm. And so I kept I kept expecting uh, the British Aussie Lord dude to try to steal the girl, the girlfriend, Beth. Yeah. And he didn't. Um, for the most part, everybody is mindful of the fact that they have people's lives in their hands and do the best job that they can to save lives. So even though Lewis Gossett Jr., I think there was an attempt to portray him as like a greedy bastard. He really like he did all of the right things, except for maybe um, putting the baby shark out into the tank yeah people to look at um so all of the characters were redeemable there was no um there was no real bad guy other than the shark i guess um yeah yeah and yeah, I, it's I, not it's not like part one or two where yeah or it's the know, mayor or corporate yeah. greed is the is is the real shark you know yeah like, exactly it, and i thought that was pretty i was surprised by it um and i was like wow you know for a sequel um that you know may or may not be well received by fans um i think that was a pretty redeemable quality i think that's my favorite quality of this film that's so cool that's mine too is the characters i i love the characters and and i um mike probably one of my favorite things is Kay and mike i love Kay and mike's relationship I love I'm the not fact- so crazy about the relationship. <laughs> See, I love it because I love the fact that like 
he he's you know he he builds the stuff she swims around in you know that's like their that's their deal or whatever but like i like the fact that when he goes down you know to weld um whatever the hell that see there's a lot of plot points in this movie that even at age 42 as someone who's seen this movie like hundreds of times i mean like at a minimum i there are plot points in this movie i still don't know and cannot explain so (laughs) like i'm like okay is he gonna weld the oh the tunnel okay right and they're gonna gonna trap the shark in the tube but yeah not and then oh he wants to suffocate the shark like dude mm -mm. so um but the part where yeah the part where mike goes down to weld the tunnel and Kay's like you know he needs eyes in the back of his head and she just puts her she just puts her her scuba shit on and she's like i'm going in and I was yeah. like, that's awesome. She's a very, she's a very strong character and she's not a yeah. damsel in distress. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, that's, you're right. I dig Agreed. that. I dig yeah. that about her. And I also dig the fact that they, when they had the conversation about their relationship, it's not like, you know, yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to leave SeaWorld and go follow you to Venezuela you know, and it's like, well, like, what are we going to do? And, you know, see that conversation on the beach did not flow well to me. Um, agreed. Agreed with the dialogue. The dialogue yes. changes tones very quickly because it kind of goes into we're talking about Sean and the shark. Yeah. And then we're talking about, oh, by the way, I may yeah. have to go to Venezuela for whatever. Yeah, for my thing. For my and thing. that's still very vague. Very it's vague, vague for about maybe two thirds of the movie what their careers are right. <laughs> it's not it's not until i think the shark is dying that she's all of a sudden the biologist and, right um, like, i'm the senior marine I'm, biologist uh, he builds parks i guess right and, i don't and, know and, what and he does i don't I'm, either and what like what's going on in venezuela where there's a need for these two fields exactly <laughs> at least at least his field what's Thank happening you. Yes. No, I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. And I don't, I don't understand what he does because at the very beginning of the movie, when he's showing, um, he's showing all of the, like the, the, I guess it's the blueprint or whatever it is, the, the, um, you know, and, and then, you know, that he is important in some way because Calvin has to call him to let him know that Overman didn't show up for work. Right. So is he a manager? (laughs) <laughs> right 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 is he the engineering manager of SeaWorld? and he makes this comment when they're having that overtime conversation um and i have this in quotes um he tells them on straight straight time maybe you've got enough overtime well yeah. if they're already in overtime there is no more straight time so there is no more they're only time. overtime yeah so, so it's, I, like, I'm like, it's confusing you can't you can't go backwards no the the other thing to keep in mind with this is that this this movie was shot on copious amounts of cocaine okay that makes sense i I mean dennis quaid is quoted as saying i am high on cocaine for every single frame of this film all right and it makes sense because if you watch the scene where he hops off the jet ski where the jet ski is just still going yeah I love that scene too because there's a guy on the dock talking to him in a normal oh, tone. He's right. still 50 feet from the dock I, on a jet ski. A jet I don't think he can hear you. He's I, like, I, wait, 
okay yeah it's <laughs> just pop it up just forget yeah still going still going like but okay. speaking of speaking of vehicles you know <laughs> they get into that submarine submersible thing yeah. they're having they're having a normal conversation in the submersible but the submersible fills with water yeah like, did you i yes okay true story i don't know what the fuck that is because yeah it, and like, then i just leave it like, the it, bubbles it, yeah yeah you're like are they is this are they underwater i mean i know they're underwater but are they underwater <laughs> are submersibles filled with electronics supposed to fill with water that's exactly it's like well yeah there's some there is some stuff in there where you're just like <laughs> i don't know but i think but i think now that we've talked about this that this is all about the fact that there were too many cooks in this screenplay like mm. way too many cooks i mean they were just like yeah throw that at there sure you know <laughs> and I, I was waiting for that to like come back and be a plot point i was mm -hmm. like oh you know we're going to return to the submersible somehow it's going to be needed yeah we just yeah. abandoned I mean, it no one's worried about it it was probably like a nope. 20 million dollar piece of technology then just nope. And then you never see it again. Shipwreck. Nope. Nope. You never see it again. And uh I I do like the the cinematography when Overman goes diving. Like the the with the sun going down and everything. Overman like I, is which one? Shelby. Um the the oh this this the guy. <laughs> the, the the Magnum PI looking motherfucker who decides okay. to go down and fix the game. Oh, yeah, at, at dark. Whatever so, he's doing. I I, I don't know if I learned from this movie. I don't think so. Maybe. No. But it reinforced something that I learned as probably around this time about dolphins protecting swimmers from sharks. And so <laughs> I have a story about my dad. We were living in Galveston, Texas. And him and his stupid friend in the middle of the night on a beach got dressed up in scuba gear and went out into the Gulf of Mexico. A, what were you hoping to see? It's dark, right? Like, it's, is this it's just like gonna a, be... a drunk Wednesday or was I don't know. Like... I don't remember. But it's going to be pitch fucking black. You're all in black. What do you think is going to happen? Not safe. I remember the nugget of information that was said to me and my mom as they went into the water i think sharks feed at night mm -hmm. yes. um so with all of that knowledge they went into the pitch black gulf of mexico to do something i have no idea what none of like if you wanted that experience just like sit in the bathtub run the water put on some rubber and turn off the lights right because you're having the same experience um so i i like people doing these activities at night, like the thieves, the coral thieves. Right. Okay. What? Okay. I have to ask because I, I didn't, I even asked my mom, I was like, is coral, was that like a thing yeah. that was sellable? Cause I've been to a lot of pawn shops in my day and trust me, that was never a thing. It was yeah. You know. like, could I just go get some coral and like right? on that instead of my rings? Exactly. Um, yeah and why okay so they dressed all in black they put on black face makeup <laughs> and then got into a yellow dinghy yellow dinghy right in the middle of a dark flat surface of water with a flashlight mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. you're 
pulling off the invisibility. Yeah. Yeah. Hate those characters. Hate them. <laughs> I, I really was just like, I don't understand why. I, I get that probably this was a situation where they needed um, a kill count. Yeah. And they needed to pad the kill count. They were like, okay, well, we can't kill Mike and we can't kill Sean. And, and Leah Thompson gets the weirdest shark yeah. bite in. It is so, I've watched, like I said, I've watched that movie so many times to try to figure out exactly what happens. And there's many theories. I've talked to lots of people who are like, oh no, the shark just brushed up against her because the shark's, shark's skin is like sandpaper. Rough. Yeah. And in part two, there's a scene where one of the teenagers falls into the water and she doesn't get eaten. The shark swipes her and you can physically see that the shark basically took like a layer of, you know, skin off of her and she, and, you know, rubbed up against her. So I kind of thought I was like, okay, maybe that's what happened, but it's clearly when, a cut. when they bring her out and they yeah. look at her, there is a chunk yeah. of flesh missing from her skin. And I don't know if it's her thigh or mm. leg. I assumed it was her thigh, but yeah, I right. don't know. Right. Like I felt like the whole scene was improvised just so we could see her wet t-shirt. See, oh, see her in a wet t-shirt. Dude, I didn't even notice that there was like it's very quick. Kind of it's like a second shot. and a half, but yep. I was like, okay, that's what this happened for. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Quaid's girlfriend at the time. Oh, really? They were dating at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I Dennis Quaid that. beat the crap out of one of the extras for asking for her autograph. Wow. Which that I'm was assuming great. was one of the, you know, <laughs> one of those burly men in the bar scene. Oh, the bar scene. That's, yeah, yeah that's a yeah, great which, scene. It's the quietest bar, quietest, busiest bar I've ever seen in a film. Absolutely. It was just, I mean, and then they're playing whatever that weird game is, which doesn't exist. Oh, anymore. yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is, a, I have notes on this, this game. <laughs> uh, where are my notes about what the hell was it called? Uh, and off. Standoff, yes. Right. Okay. Um, standoff. What? <laughs> where is my notes on standoff? <laughs> okay. Um, oh my god. Where are my notes about this bar? Are they on this other page? No. Okay. Um, all right. So here's my list about the actors who I knew almost none of. Mm. I had no idea about the Sea World connection. That makes no sense to me. Mm. Why Sea World would want to tie their brand to? This movie. Um, okay, where? And the bar scene is early. Yes. That's yes, be, it is. Because oh, here we are. That's where we meet uh, Overman's uh, <laughs> girlfriend, <laughs> in quotes. Yes. The waitress, Charlene. Right. Um, the wardrobes in the bar scene headbands, shoulder pads, stripes. <laughs> she's wearing a, she's wearing one of those like, Let's get physical. Exactly. Yes. Or Jane Fonda thing. I, I don't know. And there's like a lot of mustaches and perms. A lot of mustaches. Yeah. Fierce yeah. mustaches. Fierce mustaches. Um, so standoff. I was going to ask you if you were familiar with this game. Nope. I've never seen anyone play it. Never heard of it. I don't know what bar in their right mind would advocate playing such a game. Because it's essentially like a pillow fight. Someone's going to take it too far every single time. In the middle of the bar. In the middle of the bar. <laughs> like, 
like if there's a band playing we don't know i mean they're literally it's like they have commandeered the middle of the bar to play stand <laughs> exactly yeah, this is a good idea this is going to be good for business like this is okay and then <laughs> and then some the comments made oh did he use the old cr crotch trick and right. i was like like is this a family lore like did Roy right. Scheider ever use this phrase? Like, yeah, is this a no. vernacular that was? No, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what exactly is the old crotch trick? I know. It's like, mm -hmm. what is? It's, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's a. That's such what a. What other ways scene. have it been utilized? I, I was curious. No, and then the 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 scene where they're supposed to go swimming in the lagoon, yeah, is supposed to be reminiscent of the opening of jaws like the original jaws where the girl goes swimming and the guy uh, follows her I and whatever um but it is not like that and and okay no. so riddle me this batman um <laughs> if if sean is from massachusetts okay. goes to school in colorado <laughs> why is he wearing a cowboy hat Exactly. And I, and I have notes on this. <laughs> so I, I, the exposition about this character, he shows up wearing a cowboy hat, right? But they have to say to the audience, my brother, the cowboy, my brother, the cowboy, he's got blue jeans on, he's got plaid, he's got a right. cowboy hat, but it wasn't enough. Um, they had to also mention as they were walking away that he was wearing cowboy boots because we can't see them. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you reinforcing this? I don't understand. Unless people think on some level that's that when that because you're in Florida that you're supposed to dress like you're like a redneck. But the same reference gets made with Dennis Quaid when he comes to visit Kay while she's training the dolphins. He's talking to Liz and Liz says, wear your boots. Oh, wow. He says, I only wear them to bed and in the shower. Right. So <laughs> this, this cowboy motif, <laughs> somebody, somebody well, really okay. wanted so, it to stick. <laughs> that's, that's one level of it. Why, why is there a Hatfield and McCoy feud theme? with ho hoedowns and yes. square dancing at a right sea world at sea world i don't remember that being a sea like i, I have not been to a sea world since i was pro probably like nine or ten okay and my my knowledge of sea world was feeding the um feeding the stingrays that right. was the thing uh walking through the tunnel of sharks because that was right. a thing because i was really into that and um Oh, in the in the cafe with all the underwater stuff, like that was yeah. that was it. Like I don't remember there being any kind of performance art going no. on. And like the like Catfield and because my my dad is a real McCoy, so like I know that that took place in Kentucky and West Virginia mm -hmm. on a river. Not not in Florida on a. No, I'm like, what? how? Yeah. What, what is what? What are they trying to say? about yeah. anything like about why Florida. is this a part of this movie <laughs> yeah it's very strange i there's a lot of stuff in that that's just like wait i don't 
understand. Oh, and there's a weird reference at the very beginning that is super hard to catch when um that weird ginger looking dude who looks like he's in charge, but not really. He's like walking oh, yeah. around in a tux. He talks about my favorite character in the movie. He's being <laughs> he's being interviewed by some news crew, and they're talking about Calvin Bouchard, i.e. Louis Gossett Jr. And he says, you know, he says, well, you know, we'll we'll try not to make any references to his colorful past. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Yes. And I was like, oh, okay. So he is the bad guy. That's did, that it sets him up to be the bad guy. Right. It's like, did he go to prison before he owned yeah. a SeaWorld? Did he murder a bunch of like did he have another right. park where a bunch of people died? Was it right. the Hatfield and McCoy world? Was it See? So what many it, questions. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a, a biopic around that character just, just that character and 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 then um but yeah the uh the the the, the dennis quaid meltdown is epic yes just i mean there are things that happen in that scene that do not push the the push the push the plot along any at, at all <laughs> no no yeah it's like I mean, it's just goes, it's just a meltdown to have a meltdown he is sweating bullets <laughs> as you do when you do cocaine right. and is just tearing ass through the park. And then he like <laughs> throws someone off of, off of the, um, the, the popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn well, and how, is that how you transport popcorn around a park? As on the back? <laughs> little, little like trays, 12 at a time. <laughs> Yeah, so he throws one off the popcorn trolley. And then he and then he tries to get a bunch of strollers, which is just really surreal. Yeah. And then he's like, no. And then he and then he like he gets into the wherever the wherever the MC is with his mic. And yeah, he's they're just having like, the hoedown in front of water skiers. Just sputtering nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and, and screaming. Things that sound like words. He's like, you get out of the water. <laughs> Bring the boat in. <laughs> and then the shark, and then the shark does its little fin thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about it is that when you see the shark, when you see the fin going through the water, the fin is actually quite quick. It Am is. I, right? Yeah. When the shark moves through the water. Not. Not quick. Not quick at, at all. all. Especially I mean, the iconic scene. Oh God! Just the slow roll into busting the... <laughs> through the glass like Stone Cold Steve Austin and at the slowest oh possible. <laughs> Just like I like the the speed at which a leaf flows <laughs> on a rivulet of water. <laughs> the shark <laughs> rolls into the glass. If and it's that just, fragile. And they're just like, they're just standing there and then yeah. they kind of react and then, and then it's a slow-mo reaction, you know? Yeah, they, they, like, yeah they, they film it in slow motion. Dude. And I think they did it because it looked so awful. They are like, well, well, now we have to film the people in slow motion because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then at that point, then then the shark looks like when a cat has its head caught in a Pringles can. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like stuck in that DJ booth thing. Yeah. It's like this. <laughs> and in my mind, I thought that window was huge. Like, right? Yes. I didn't think it was whatever the hell size. That yeah. literally looks like a DJ booth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's Buku Festival. Um, it, it's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what's happening. It was, it was, it was, I know. And then I was like, did you need a window? I don't think you needed the window. If it's going to be that small and you only have that narrow point of view, I don't, don't understand. Need that yeah. It doesn't, the, the logistics of it are kind of like warped or whatever. Um, okay. So I have a question about the control room. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good what are, one. what are, what are they recording on the real, the real tapes? There's like eight of them. And <gasps> who's in charge of that? Cause what? that, those only hold like 30 minutes of like material. Yeah. What are they recording? What like, are they recording? There's like four of them and maybe nothing? at most in the control room. Just recording the, whatever the, whatever the, when they had that, um, when they went to go catch the baby in the park yes. at night yeah, and they had to have that convert that back and forth <laughs> conversation about the grenades. Yes. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. We're going to need this footage. So everyone, you know, real, real. Yeah. We're just going to in the background. It's fine. You know? And um, yes. So Philip Fitzroyce and which is the Australian guy and okay. um, his traveling companion, his traveling companion, his traveling companion, I swear. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I know what you're going to say. Oscillated between having a dead eye and not having a dead eye. Yeah. Okay. So Yes, yes, he had. It was a situation there where there was there was definitely a thing to see. I was gonna say, and I'm not the only one to say this. I was gonna say that they give off mad gay energy, mm. like that that there that there's yeah. more to that well, than there's there's a dynamic between them. The way he refers, what is he? Like he's more than just somebody that travels with this guy or has always helped this guy. Yeah. Cause you're like, there, okay. He, so if Philip Fitzroyce is the photographer, cause that's what he yeah, is. He's a photographer. Right. And what does the traveling companion do? What does he do? Yeah. Right? And like, he comes off as like a big game hunter at first. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. But then he's so, I don't want to say meek or timid, but just the way he talks to, the Aussie guy makes me think like they probably live together. Hmm. He, um, he's some kind of subservient person to this Aussie. And I, I've only experienced that one other time and I don't know if I should say it. Um, we can cut it out if you don't want it later. That's okay. Well, maybe I'll let you decide <laughs> when I worked at uh, Publix at Tri-City Publix. Um, mm -hmm the like our celebrity uh shopper pretty regularly like twice a month was frankie avalon oh. and he always came in with this other gentleman who was always dressed to the to the nines um and um that's interesting their dynamic is what it, it's the dynamic dynamic between these two is what that mm -hmm. reminded me of Oh, wow. That's interesting. No, because I the the thing that made me think like, OK, there's something more here is when when Philip Fitzroyce, you know, basically doesn't emerge um, and the other dude is like crying and he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm going down. He's like, I'm going down, you know, and he's yelling. He's like, pull the pin, pull the pin. Um, yeah. Then I was like you know um and and hey i mean i'm fucking i'm all about it like i was like you yeah. know what good for them right like was yeah. that yeah was that they were were they 
trying to make a veiled commentary about it or is this another example of like Louis Gossett Jr.'s character? There's a backstory that we don't that we're know not shared. Like, did did one save the other's life at one point? And then mm-hmm. that's maybe why there's a dead eye, you know? Oh, that's good. That's a good theory. So, I yeah, I like that. Yeah, but there's a lot of those characters. Like, the whole, the weird Shelby Char- Charlene thing, you know? Because we, sh- we, oh, yeah, yeah. we see her twice, yes. okay? And she is booking for an Emmy. Like she wants that Golden Globe so bad in that scene. Like she is just like, you know, you know, you tell him if he's messing around with that little girl at the souvenir store, it's going to be his ass. Yeah. And I love how she just has, she's a bartender or something, a hostess. And she has full access to the park. She's just behind where they're doing like the pipes. Yeah. Oh my God. You're right. Because they're they're way in the weed, like they're yeah. way back there, and here she, she comes all of like a walking down some gangplank. Comes yeah. walking down in her high heels, yeah. with the bag, throws the bag, and Dennis like, Quaid. Here's his passport and his <laughs> documentation pawn case. There's <laughs> pawn tickets, yeah. He's yeah, pawn tickets these. says everything we need to know about Shelby. Over. Exactly. <laughs> we know where they've been. We know their backstory. We know that backstory very well. <laughs> he tells Shelby Overman he can take a rolling donut on a gravel driveway. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I was like, man, they're really going out of their way to make Floridians look just. Uh, but, okay. Is it supposed to be Florida? Because that's never clear. So, good question. You know what? I know it's SeaWorld. I d- do not know if they ever say specifically SeaWorld of Florida. Well, I know it was okay. filmed there. Let's say it's SeaWorld of it Florida. it was filmed in SeaWorld. So I that's, know it was That's like, in Orlando. Right, which is in Orlando. So like it was filmed So how in, would a great white shark yeah, find yeah. his way? Because like, great whites don't really like, you know, our water. They, they, they find their way in our water if we have uh, climate changes that affect mm-hmm. the, the temperature of the water. But great white sharks traditionally don't like Florida water. Like we get bull sharks, which are meaner right. than great whites. Yes. That should but be a movie. The, the <laughs> Orlando's kind of landlocked. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's no means by which we're capturing great whites at this park. See? Yeah. That's why I was like, well, maybe we're not supposed to be in Florida. That maybe would be a good San Diego. Point. Maybe we're somewhere. Yeah. See? Like it's yeah. She makes a reference. That's interesting. You should say that because she makes a reference to San Diego when she's talking to him on the beach, and she says, well, "What about that job at the Scripps Institute, Scripps of mm. San Diego?" And okay. I was like, "Huh, oh, interesting." You know, but I mean, everyone's all over the place. I mean, fucking Sean goes to goes to college in Colorado. They're yeah. in Florida. They're from Massachusetts. <laughs> Someone's going to Venezuela for whatever reason. <laughs> In 83, because of the great needs. This is, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, that's uh, my my other favorite moment. Or honestly, is that is that dead body reveal. Um, because that was like... In the tunnel? That was a... Not in the tunnel. When, when they do the sheet. When they do oh, the reveal, that, that was because yeah. that is not a PG rated reveal. No, that, that is was R rated. Yeah, reveal. That, that was yeah. There's that was worms shocking. And oh yeah, and like crab, hermit <laughs> crabs coming out of the mouth. 
It looks like he got skinned alive. Yeah. Like he had serious road rash. Oh, it's bad. I mean, that shark messed him up. Really bad, right? And, but I also love the fact that like Kay's like, you know, they're, cause they're, cause they're telling her like, don't do, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And she's like, you know what? She's like, (laughs) I've seen it before. It's fine, you know? And then she looks at it and she's just like, oh God, you know? You know what I loved about that scene? Like if you watch that scene, she literally watches him throw up. She's on the side of him when he's throwing up and she's watching him do it. She doesn't look away. Right. He's so like, he's not the most like, I'm, I'm supportive partner. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is love. Like if you can watch your partner literally throw up, throw not up. hold their hair or anything like that, but literally nope. watch them throw up. up. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to see more of the bull of the um the basset hound too during the, the okay so there's a breakfast oh scene. when they're holding the ears the ears <laughs> and i love that nobody makes the re- i loved it that was a like, great scene nobody, nobody brings it up nobody brings it up no. they're just like they're like no the dog does not eat on the counter <laughs> that's it that's all we know like God, that dog's gone the way of the coral smugglers. We're never gonna see them again. No one cares. <laughs> it's over for you. And I, you know, the scene before that, it was like the bar scene, right? And the the Leah Thompson and Cowboy. Um, everybody was drunk and everybody drove. Oh, yeah, falling then, over drunk. Falling over drunk. Everybody drove. She has like a vintage 1965 convertible mustang mm-hmm. yes um and uh you know they don't tell us that they're drunk they act drunk but then the mm-hmm. next morning when they're holding the, the basset hound's ears everybody's hung over they admit that they're hung over right so i was like okay well so everyone was drunk and they were just driving around SeaWorld. yeah which okay leads me to ask this question is the bar in, in the park right and are they like like when you're stationed somewhere for the military it do they have like an apartment and that apartment is in the park that's a good point very right? good point yeah yeah because that's not very clear nope i i was like <laughs> no ge- the geography of things is very yeah. uh sketchy <laughs> very vague i very even vague. had to look up lagoon like when when leah thompson said I What's like it when lagoon? we skate into the lagoon. I'm like, aren't lagoons like locked? How are they right. gonna skate? And then I realized there was a gate, the gate, the broken yes. gate. The gate. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give this one to you. Which or- I still don't, I mean, I, I don't even understand. Like, okay, who killed Overman? Yeah. Did the mother kill Overman or did the baby kill Overman? Right. I don't think the baby could kill anybody. It didn't look very big or because- aggressive. What did they say? That shark has all its teeth. That means yeah. it's a baby. Right. And so I don't think that the shark, yeah, I don't think that the shark, like the, the baby shark did that. I think right. the mother did that. And then the mother right. swam through the gate. Yeah. Which then- I, I was like, at first, the beginning of the movie, I thought, because again, I hadn't seen it in so long that we just narrowly like avoided the, shark getting into the park like i thought the guy was fixing the gate on the outside of the park and i was yes. like what are, you, what are you doing dude yeah like, fix it from the other side and like, all what it was side is he what on it, in the, uh, what yeah. why it looked to me 
Like it was a padlock. Right. And it, did. it was a combination lock. It was a combination lock. Because he was what doing is that? this. Yes. Yeah, he was. He and was I'm like, twisting. is this a combination? Who is doing this? Who's putting the combination Who's lock on a chain on a gate down in the water? Down in the water. Make it, it a key lock. If you're gonna you know, be that that careless, make you know, just make it a key lock, a combination lock. Yeah, and so he's doing yeah. it in the dark. It's no gonna be pitch black down there. It's like and there's no and and he has no um he I did okay to my knowledge he wasn't wearing like a no like, i don't like believe that no. right? <laughs> so he waited until it was dark right to jump down to try to fix the gate i didn't see him like fixing any tracks i saw him messing with a padlock no he's messing with a padlock that's all i saw i didn't yeah. see and it's and, a combination and lock mean, and i'm like nope this everyone deserves to die in this part because yeah. this is how they're trying to protect people with a, exactly. with a combination lock Terrible. that they're going to fix in the middle of the night really terrible and then at the end like Luis Gossett Jr. saves his white female assistant and lets yes. his nephew get eaten de- <laughs> okay so that is my favorite line in the movie nephew <laughs> yes what does he say I wrote it down oh my god um I I wrote down that I love that Lewis Gossett hired his nephew to work in the control room it's brilliant it's the best writing in the whole movie right there just it made it perfect sense i need somebody that i can control it's an idiot it's an idiot yeah, and i like, can throw listen, listen listen nephew yeah i make the decisions i write the checks move the fish oh god oh my so god good. Um, well i mean we did right. this we wrapped this shit up no we're not ready we're not done i have oh you have still a... have more wow i have okay, i, have, I need to know all right, so the fish Amazing. mammal joke got way old very quick. Oh, the mammal, yeah. And they give it, they give it, they gave it to too many people. It was, it was a that was like a threefer. That was in yes. like a couple different seeds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I liked that we're in the machine shop and there's all these people making machine sounds and there's sparks. Yes. And, it, and there's people trapped in a tunnel underwater. And then they're going to have the Venezuela conversation again at yeah. this moment. Yeah, it's good, it's good timing. Yeah. It's like, why are, what are they making? Are they making, uh, are they making bars for the welding? Yeah. I was are like, they, are, are they making a new tunnel? What are, are you going to weld metal to glass? What's in here? I don't know. I do okay. like that. Um, that weird tube that they have to climb down to get yes. down to the water, and then they have to open it to get into the water. I'm down yes. with that. I That's like that. Like scary and weird, and I'm totally into. Yes, it. they should have utilized <laughs> that somehow, like to better effect. Yeah, definitely. I dug that. I totally dug that. Um, I like how the door got caught on like the shark's tooth. Yeah, thing. the tooth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 it's like oh god there's the dark oh my god all right so do you have access to the movie like in front of you like where you could like on your computer or something like where i can pause it or anything yeah. no but i have a photographic memory so all right well all right so at hour one yep 12 minutes and 14 seconds this okay is the tunnel the, the, the group of people running yes and they run into the part that gets sealed yep <laughs> maybe yes. this maybe this is a director I, I okay this is my thought 
that this person is the director maybe because i don't i didn't even look to see who the director was and that this is a reference to another terrible movie um that would have been previous to this and maybe he directed that terrible movie too but there's a guy wearing a t-shirt that says let a gargoyle sit yes! on your face yes no what is that's that a real thing i don't know how it got in there i have no idea how it got in there what no. does it mean well I, uh, I i i'm i'm assuming it's some kind of weird like D D sex reference i would assume so it's like okay it's a D D reference yeah because it's that time period that's true yeah in fact, you know what if memory serves me correctly hold i up. thought maybe it was a reference to that movie gargoyles no it is a uh, <laughs> it is a really dirty joke from that time period. Is it really? I've never that even seen anything about it. Gargoyle, sit on your face. Here we go. Yep, that's a that's a real thing. Um, it says, what does this mean? I found it odd. No closure. I hit pause on this movie. Let a really? gargoyle sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a thing, right? Oh, okay. I got our answer. Thank God. Gargoyles were a brand of sunglasses. Wow. Yes. Let Makes a gargoyle sit on your face. Because there is that a is lot of branding in this from. movie. Yes. There's Coke cans. There's all kinds of branding. Yeah. So. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seriously, there's a lot of there's a lot of branding in it. And um, if you watch the um. There is a actual 30 minute ish documentary on YouTube called, I think it's called Sharks Don't Die. And it is shot, it is a behind the scenes like Entertainment Tonight kind of style thing that was shot um, when they were filming Jaws 3. Okay. And everybody, for the most part, especially like Louis Gossett Jr. and like Bess Armstrong, everyone seems very dedicated. Like they're do like they're like they're they trying. think they're making a good movie. Okay. <clears throat> um, so that's kind of nice to see that. Cause it's like, yes. oh, that's that's good. They actually didn't, you know, it wasn't a paycheck movie. They just they really genuinely thought they were, you know, yeah. like <clears throat> doing something that was part of the the canon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. So wow. is there is, is there believed to be like scenes? like over edited so and that is where we have like is there lost footage or not that i know of i have blu-ray and i have i also have it on uh, dvd somewhere and there's nothing there's it's all bare bones there's mm. nothing extra on there at all it's very gotcha. minimal and <clears throat> i get people just don't want to <laughs> revisit it i guess i guess <laughs> I mean, I think Joe Alves, um, the director, I think he's dead. Mm. So, you know, we wouldn't be able to get like a good director commentary on there. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to chatty about it, but. Um, the other thing but, I noticed, if you if you do do a rewatch next time, you maybe you already know this, the scene where they're going to go down and tranquilize the shark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whether I thought they were on a dock, but apparently they're standing on a boat. Um, what? 
Well, I thought they were on a dock. <laughs> no, I think they're on a boat. Anyway, that's not the point. The point, pay attention to the scene yeah. and you will notice that the two people standing in the background mm -hmm. are in focus and the people in the front having all the conversation are not are completely blurry. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. No, you're yeah. you're right on that. I have actually noticed that. And the I was two like, people, how tired am I? <laughs> I think the two people in the I think Liz and Dan, the two people in the back that you see all the time, they are mm. actual dolphin trainers. Oh, okay. That are that were in the movie in the, you know, like they're they're the technical advisor kind of thing, but they're in there, but they were actual dolphin trainers. Got it. And Cindy is dead. Uh, whoever the real dolphin is of Cindy, but the real dolphin of Sandy is named Capricorn and Capricorn is 62 years old and really? you can go to discover Cove in Orlando and swim with Capricorn. Oh, wow. I never mm -hmm. did do that. I knew it was in Orlando. I never did it. Interesting. Yep. That's cool. I'll totally do that before I die, you know, just to yeah. be like, or before I would say before Capricorn dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, like, I swam with the dolphin from Jaws 3, you know? Yeah, and I think that's probably a bucket list thing you have to do. I have to. Absolutely, yeah. I have to. I wanted to go actual shark diving, like, when I got my five years sober. But to be honest with you, it's a lot of money. It's Is it? like between five and ten grand. To do the event or to get certification so you can do the event? Oh, no. The certification, they don't even know. I mean, that's totally separate. I'm talking about a flight plus the boat plus the dive plus all of that is between five and ten grand. Got it. I know. Wow. I was like, well. I don't think that's happening. You're just going to have to take your own life in your hands and do it on your Absolutely. own. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Like whenever we see people go and swim in the Gulf um, at dusk, I'm like, no like i just kind of shake my head like you don't go out don't do that <laughs> the same people who feed the seagulls like this is this is their feeding time and you know yeah you you're you're you're, you're booking for it right there I love that when i was little my dad gave me this false confidence about buoys mm. like, the buoy you know, don't worry son just don't go out too far the buoys are out there and i was <laughs> like oh so i'm thinking there's like a, a fence the buoy like, the, the buoy a fence the that mark. connects all the buoys right. and there's nothing coming in here yeah that's right the buoys have prevented all the danger thanks dad <laughs> oh my god all right anything to wrap up uh just Aerovision. they did as far as i can tell three movies that mm -hmm. the only one i'm not familiar with is amityville 3d i don't know if i've ever seen it it's it's rough it's so rough we should do it just to do it because it's bad all i, mean, I <clears throat> all i remember remember other than the first movie the first movie was decent i remember in amityville 2 Oof. there's an incest scene yeah amityville 2 i'm gonna be like that is a movie that i never need to see again like yeah. that is an everest i climbed it okay yep. i never need to do that again it is the most un comfortable movie yeah i mean and <clears throat> no uh, i i watched some pretty weird crazy shit but yeah that that movie was just nope 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 nope, nope. so my final feelings about jaws 3 um better than i remembered i um i would 
not throw it under the bus. I, you know, um, if somebody asks me, should I watch it? I'll be like, the 3D is terrible. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty good movie, for, especially for a third movie and a, and a chain. Yes. Um, you know, the dialogue's not great, but no. I think you can laugh at it and also appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that it could have been so much worse. Oh, yeah. It, it, it really could have. I mean, I, 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 there were a lot of, like, the lines in the movie are pretty, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> have my beeper, beep your beeper. <laughs> Just throw the coffee in my face. It'll work faster. Yeah. I mean, it's not. And I, th I think the takeaway message is that sex is a good motivator to overcome your crippling your fears. Your childhood fears. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Very Freudian. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. No, your uh, your 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 childhood trauma of falling off of a boat and watching a woman get eaten in front of you are yeah. no match for my vagina magic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! All right, okay, we did this. It, we did. This it, awesome. it went well. Yeah. We did. Yes, we did it. We have chemistry. We're good to go, man. This is awesome. 